Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you join me today. We are walking into a new year, and I want us to walk in this year together, hold hands and stick together. And, you know, I'm not sure what this year holds, and neither are you, but if we know we have each other, then that makes us stronger. So whatever major life change you're going through or you have gone through, whatever that might look like, whether it's a move or a divorce or a death or retirement, whatever that major life transition is, I just hope that I can bring you some encouragement from my stories and bring you some hope from God's Word and give you a little practical application and biblical application and that you'll feel a little stronger and a little more encouraged at the end of our podcast. But I'm so delighted you joined us as we begin a new year together. I don't have it all together yet, my friends. Um, I don't, you know, have all my ducks in a row yet. And so don't have too high of expectations of me because um, I, I, you know, will just fall flat on my face with this podcast if you do. But I do know um, that I want to live each day to my best ability. I want to live each day well and I want to finish well because I do know that as I get older, I realize more and more that life is short and that we don't know what each day holds, much less a year, even though we can plan and schedule and um, prioritize, we still don't know. So, you know, the biggest thing I think that I want to do this year is to live each day well whatever that might look like. And someday living it well might be living it quietly and, you know, just um, reading a good book, going into God's Word and just dwelling in the book of Psalms. I so love that. And um, a good devotional, maybe just listening to praise music, you know, that could be living a day well. Or maybe living a day well for me is reaching out to a friend and uh, canceling something on my calendar to go see a friend in need or make a phone call or a text or an email or send a card. Um, You know, whatever living a good day well means to you or looks like to you, you might want to consider that too because... um, I want to keep the sparkle in my life. Oh, I have to tell y'all something so funny. When I went to get my hair cut, I told my hairdresser that I wanted that little sparkle thingy. It looks like tinsel, but it's not Christmas tree tinsel in my hair. It's just a, a little weave with a little tinsel on like three strands of my hair. Don't panic. I didn't do anything crazy. But you know me, I'm always living on the cutting edge. So I had these three little sparkly strands um, woven on a couple of my, you know, on my hair. And uh, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. 
I feel like that I, I live on the cutting edge and that my motto is to uh, put a little sparkle in my life. And uh, that's a good way for me to start the new year, just to bring a smile to someone's lips or perhaps uh, a laugh or whatever. But um, I like to be a little different every now and then and do something like that. So there you go, in case you run into me or in case you're catching sparkle across the podcast waves. It's my hair, girls. It's my hair. So there's a sign in my office, okay? A good friend gave me a couple of years ago, and I read it every day. And it says, you can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. She thought of me because I write and I'm an author, and so that, you know, kind of hits home. But let me tell you why it really hits home, because I can easily slip into that negative state, that worry state of mind where I will think about things that I wish I had done or I wish I hadn't done, or I'll worry about my children or my grandchildren or my friends and worry, worry, worry. And that is so not biblical. That is so not casting all my anxieties on the Lord and all my burdens and cares, but that's taking it on myself and worrying about a lot of things that I can't control. The things that I can control, by George, I want the Lord to quicken my spirit on it. And I want to know when I've, you know, when I've said or done something that I shouldn't have. I want my spirit to be quickened and I want to make it right as best as I can. But I know that uh, a lot of times I will just, you know, fall into that human nature of worry and being anxious. And I will go back over last year. Oh, gosh, I didn't get this done and I didn't get that done. And, you know, it wasn't all what I did. It was a lot of times in uh, a relational aspect of things that I wish I'd tried harder. I wish I'd called her more or been there when she needed me. But I just, uh, in other words, I am rereading the last chapter of my life. I'm rereading last year more than I should. And I don't know about you. You may be able just to not think about last year, but we all have things uh, that have affected us each year. We have burdens and tasks and worries and concern and so much of that, my friends, we have no control. And a lot of times it's even a distraction from the good things and it's a distraction from all the things that you have done well and that you did do. Um, It is Sometimes it is very deceiving, and the enemy would love to deceive us because I tend to think of all the things I didn't do rather than the things that I have done. So I don't know about you, but I need to uh, really look into this new year with a clean slate, or as I'd like to say, a clean plate, because looking at a plate with leftovers. Think of Christmas or New Year's leftovers when you take the 
plates off the table and put them in the kitchen. And there you've got all those leftovers on the plate and there you know things are run you know the food is running into each other and it's picked over and half eaten and by this time it's cold and you just look at it and you know it's certainly not appealing and it certainly covers the plate with um yeah you know it's kind of yucky it's just kind of the leftovers that need to be you know just you need to get rid of it well, I, I, I think that that's a good analogy for you and I, because I think we need to clean our plate for this year, girls. We need to start with, a, I always say, a clean slate. I'm going to say a clean plate, because God gives us a new beginning every day. We are new every day. He is new every day. And it is because of him that we can start over, that we can move forward in our life, that we don't have to keep rereading the last chapter, but with his, um, with his strength and his power, we can begin the new chapter of this year with a clean plate. And that which we have no control over, we need to let go. And if there's any anything that we need to to do to for in for example forgiveness or going back to someone and talking through things or you know just whatever that might look like in your life or mine then to pray that God will quicken our spirit to do that and then put it behind us and move forward with a clean plate otherwise we've got those leftovers in our plate and all of those things kind of spill together and ruin what was a great meal and we just need to clean it off, wash it good, you know, and nobody washes better than our God. I mean, he will wash our sins away. He will totally clean our plate we, if we go to him and submit to him and, um, and pray that he will give us that strength to get through that cluttered plate, that cluttered mind of the last chapter, the last year, because I don't want to keep rereading it. I want to put it behind me and I want to move forward and I want to see God's blessings and I want to learn the lessons that I need to learn. I want God to quicken my spirit and sister. I want him to quicken your spirit. I want you to know when you've said something or done something or, you know, could have done something. I want him to quicken your spirit and you to handle it right then and not let it linger and not let it dwell in your mind and in your heart and do a number on you or distract you because it is those distractions that take us away from the things that God would have us focus on him and of course it it takes my focus off of Christ and so I love 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. What an opportunity to start with a clean plate for the year. And, you know, I would say to, to myself, Susan, 
what do you want to put on your plate this year? You know, what is it that you do have control over? Well, love one another. We have control over loving one another, being kind to one another, honoring and respecting one another, and accepting one another, serving one another, being patient with one another. Notice it's all one another's. Notice it's all relational. I probably defer overboard on the relational side. That's just who I am. I'd rather be with people and than be in a, you know, dark room or in a sitting in front of my computer all day long. That's just the who that I am. But those are the things that I have control over. And those are the things that I want to put on my plate for this year. And real, not that I'm going to always do it. I'm not saying I'm poly perfect here, but I know that those are the things I have control over. And I have a new beginning, as we all do, to start uh, with a fresh point of view, to have an open mind, to have that assurance and confidence that the Lord is with me. And, uh, you know, I'm really starting the year out, not only trying to live well each day, but uh, I do have a peace in my heart that, you know, sometimes I can't even explain it, but I know that it's from the Lord. And uh, I encourage you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and he'll give you that peace because he is peace. He is our peace and he loves us and cares for us deeply. John sixteen thirty three assures us of that. I do have a peace in my heart that passeth all understanding. I have a track record with the Lord, and I can reread the last chapters of my life. In fact, I can reread my whole life with the ups and downs and pains and sadness and sorrows and joy and uh, heartache. That has built in me a strength and a renewed faith in Christ that he has walked with me through everything. And I have learned from that um, a great peace in my heart. Even though I worry sometimes, I and I mean I worry a lot, I have a peace in my heart that passeth all understanding because I know my God is in control. And I know it is a weak moment and a negative moment that I will fall into that trap of worrying about things that I cannot control. So, I, you know, that's something I would want um, for you to realize, too, in the new year, that you have that opportunity for renewed peace and for a new beginning. Um, you know, God has a purpose for you, and uh, you can trust him completely with that. Maybe you know that purpose. Maybe he hasn't revealed it yet, but he has purpose for you. And his plan is always good for you. It, it, it's always for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Uh, and every year is a new season in your life and my life. It's a new opportunity, like I said, to start fresh with a clean slate. 
and um, or a clean plate. And if, hey, if you've got children or grandchildren or nieces or nephews, that clean, starting the year with a clean plate is a great little visual to share with them. Um, and I bet the next time you take a plate off the table and take it to the kitchen to clean it, you'll think of, um, gosh, I've got to clean that plate and start a fresh new one. But God also you know, will provide for you. Not Don't worry for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. But, you know, trust God. He is your provider. He is faithful. Matthew 6, 25 through 24. Um, he knows everything you need. He's your God. He's your provider. He is faithful and he will provide for you. And sometimes, you know, I wonder, okay, Lord, I am just so grateful that I have a roof over my head and, you know, a salad to eat at night and, you know, that you provide for me. And then I'll think, oh, but gosh, what will this year hold? What will happen if, if, if? Okay, Susan, get off that horse and, you know, stop it. That's what I have to say to myself. And I want you to do the same thing. God will provide for you and he will meet your needs. I have to tell you that I had a good friend that called me over Christmas and said, that I'm talking about provision, and said, I want to give a gift to someone, anyone that you know that's in need. Well, the Lord just put someone on my heart just immediately, uh, a young couple, and that I knew were in dire need. And so um, they gave an anonymous gift to that couple, anonymous, mind you. And I wasn't aware at the time of how grave that need was. And when I realized that, I realized how God provided for them through my generous friend and through the kindness of my friend. I'm telling you, God is your provider and he provides through his people. It's not always monetary. Sometimes it's helping whatever that might look like. I'm just trying to assure you because a lot of you are worried or concerned about your year, perhaps financially or perhaps otherwise with moving or with retiring, but God will provide for you. And listen, he's going to work through you. He continues to work through me. And I'm amazed because let me tell you, girlfriend, I am a broken vessel. You know, I've been down the hard, rocky road of life and I, I'm broken and, uh, but I'm not shattered. I'm not shattered. And you're not shattered either. And if that last chapter that you read and reread over and over again that's keeping you from moving forward if that says you're broken you're broken because of this that happened or your circumstances or your the issues or your situation you say I am not shattered I may be broken but I'm going to learn from it and grow from it and stand strong on the rock of Jesus Christ and I am not shattered 
My friends, you are not defined by your brokenness. You are defined as a woman who knows and loves God. And you're defined as a daughter of the King. And not only does God have a plan and a purpose for you and will provide for you and me, but he will give you that peace in this new year. He'll give you that new beginning if you focus on him and search for him and seek him and lean into him and start off with a clean plate. Oh my gosh. I use a little word picture when I teach and when I'm talking about, you know, you're back in the saddle again and, you know, how are you going to start over and move forward and what are your priorities in life and, you know, how you have to a lot of times rethink all of that. Well, let me tell you, I have to rethink my, I'm rethinking my priorities right now. You see, I get myself in trouble because I'm a list maker, but then I get overwhelmed because I think, oh my gosh, I can't do that all at once. And how am I going to get all that done? And blah, blah, blah. And I just get so overwhelmed. One of the things I really am going to work on this year is prioritizing my list. I, I know I've done that before, but I haven't stuck to it. I mean, I even write, I even take my list and break it down and write on each day in my calendar. I'm a, I'm a paper calendar person because I write a lot on the big square in each day. Um, but I've even broken it down and written down like three things on that day I want to accomplish. But doggone it, I still have that list. And I need to define my priorities. And that's one of the things I'm working on. But um, so I use this word picture. And what I do is I take um, like um, a, a jar, big jar, like a mason jar, and I'll put rice in it. And I'll just kind of like fill it two thirds full. And then I'll take these rocks, not big boulders or, you know, but just an average size rock that I've gotten out of my yard. And I'll put the rocks in the jar and they won't fit. And so listen at me, I need to practice what I preach. So my point is the rocks being the priority and the rice being your everyday everything that you do, the rocks won't fit. In other words, if I empty the rice out of the jar and I put the rocks in first, let's say I have six rocks or five rocks or four rocks, whatever, and they are my priorities, okay? I put those in the jar first and then put the rice in. The rice sifts down in and over and around and all that, the rocks, and you would be amazed. I can get it all in the jar. It works. So my whole point of my whole visual is that priorities come first. Okay, now I'm, I'm talking to myself here. I'm pointing my finger at myself. Priorities come first and then everything else will fall into place. You see, I would much rather have lunch with a friend or coffee with a friend than take care of, of something that I feel like I can always do that tomorrow because I'm kind of a, you know, gone with the wind, southern scarlet mentality. Oh, I'll worry about that tomorrow. <laughs> so 
I need to really work on that. And I need to prioritize my time. I'm getting better at delegating. How about you? Let's delegate a little more. And, um, and, you know, and if I don't have a purpose for my time, someone else will. Other people will fill your time and my time if we don't have a purpose there. All that to say is that in defining my priorities for the new year, I know what I've got to work on. And because um, there are too many choices, too much to read, too much to do, and too much to consider, huh, isn't it? I'm going to clean my plate, sister, and I'm going to start with a new plate every day, a clean plate every day, um, and know that um, I need to prioritize what I put on it. And, you know, it's all about choices, choices, choices. And sometimes um, making the right choices aren't always easy. I know talking about plate and food, life choices are kind of like a menu. You can look at everything available and decide what you'll order because we make those kind of choices every day. You know, we choose who we're going to listen to or who we're not going to listen to and, you know, who we're going to hang out with and who we're going to talk to and how much we're going to tell them. And those choices can affect other areas of our life. Choices are huge in the new year. I want you to think about that because we all have choices. We'd much rather eat a bag of potato chips than something healthy, right? Um, it's not always easy to make the right choices, and sometimes decisions can be difficult. I often think of the leper, the story of the leper that went back to Jesus to thank him for healing him in the book of Luke in the New Testament, and how one leper went back, one out of ten. You know, I want to be that grateful person. I want to make that choice to go back and to thank, thank God for the good things that he has done uh, for me. Uh, lots of healing since I lost my husband, Bill. Um, I'll never get over Bill's death because he is a part of me, always will be. But I did live through it. And by taking one breath at a time, one step at a time. And so God will get you through your loss, your change, your transition, your major life change. And he will walk with you and he will talk with you in this new year. If you just open that door to let him come in and don't close that door on him. You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last chapter. Love that. Let's, let's turn the page on last year. Let's turn the page on hurt and disappointment and discouragement and being disillusioned. Let's turn the page on the past and on last year. Maybe the page you need to turn is... Uh, way beyond last year. But let's uh, live our best today. Let's live well for today in making um, the best choices we can for the day and understanding that God gives us new beginnings. 
that a lot of times we have to make the choice to clean our plate and all those leftovers, get rid of them, to add to our plate or put on our plate that which we can control. And I encourage you to think about that maybe um, the rest of this week. What, what are you going to put on your plate? I'm going to put prioritize better. I'm going to put um, being more patient. I'm going to put being kind, living in the moment, those kinds of things. I have control over that. I can do those things. You can do it too, sister. You can do it because I believe in you. And as women, we do walk hand in hand together. Although we may be different in a lot of ways, we're pretty basically the same. So, hey, one thing I want uh, you to remember today, one thing I want you to remember from this podcast is that you have a choice that you have a choice. You have a choice to um, focus on Christ. You have a choice whether you embrace him or turn your back on him. You have a choice to be grateful. You have a choice to turn the page on the past and live today well and to to enjoy life. You have a choice. Don't get so bogged down in the heaviness that you forget to look up and see the light. There is always light at the end of a dark tunnel. And remember, uh, and I say it again because I want you to remember it, you can't start the next chapter of your life. In other words, you can't start this year if you keep rereading the last one. So, hey, let's turn the page together. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Hey, you have a great day, a great week, and I will see you next time. And for me, it just doesn't get much better than that. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Moved Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Moved Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.